classe gibberish. Hello and welcome to another episode of Classy Gibberish. I'm your host Andre and we're here today for yet another episode of the radio show in which we listen to the absolute bangers of the history of classical music. The bangers we all know and love. And today we are back with our female composers and we have someone who I'd never heard of before. Um, her name was Elfrida Andre, with two E's as opposed to me, which is just one E. And uh, we're going to listen to her piece, uh, Piano Quartet in A Minor, which is composed in 1870. And from what I've seen, she was an organist from Sweden. So I was expecting to hear an organ, but that hasn't quite happened. Oh well. How's everyone been? I've been good. It's been a good week. Um, not much happened. Just labs and stuff. Um, quite happy with myself because today I um, programmed my um, statistical analysis software so that uh, I only have to input you know after collecting all the data and getting it into Excel sheets Excel sheets and all that um, I get like thousands and thousands and thousands of results um, but I managed to just with uh, you know by providing the software with you know 10 bits of information it analyzes the whole data for me and it's very rewarding and I'm very proud of myself for doing so now <coughs> pardon me um, in other news I did see my girlfriend a couple times which is really nice um, and yeah it's always good, it's always nice um, that, that the passion keeps increasing um, and that I feel more strongly about her you know, every time we see each other um, which is really good now without wanting to uh, talk too much about it um, on next week, I'm actually not, I'm going to be away, uh, a little um, getaway as a couple, um, which will be really nice, it's our first sort of getaway together, so it'll be really nice. Mm. This sounds very classical, classical music. Yeah, this could be a sort of uh, a very basic Beethoven piece, you know? This is the sort of piece which, when I listen to it, um, it makes me think of something that was written 
for music students to play and you know to assess their abilities their skills rather than something that sounds great this is you know this is it's nice but it's not it's it's nothing exciting it's sort of basic and nothing wrong with basic it's the kind of basic that doesn't quite appeal to me. Doesn't have, you know, interesting sounds, um, groundbreaking harmonies, groundbreaking melodies. There, there is nothing of that. There is no new ways of working with. You know, this was made in the eighteen seventy in the eighteen seventies, which sort of, I don't know, sort of makes sense. It wasn't quite the time when composers were trying to change what was done. This is a bit nicer though. This is this was a nice part. Now it's back to you know the the piano is very simple. And the cello. I think this is cello, might not be. Um Um, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, for violin, viola, cello, and piano. Okay. So, yes. Um, it's basic. It's boring, if I'm gonna be honest. I'm kidding, it's it's still nice, but... I don't imagine this being... You know, thinking of this film-wise, I don't see it being that the music played when... You know, something really exciting is happening. You know, like the... The protagonist is going on a life-changing journey across the world. This is not the song that's on. This is the song that that, that the piece that's on. Um, you know, when the character is maybe doing some chores around the house or studying. I don't know. That, that's what I mean when I say it's basic and you know, a bit boring. Um, it has some nice bites, but overall, it's. Once again, basic. Yeah, basic. Um. Yes, I I I've been speaking a bit about the, the music. Um. Now there's something very cool that's happened this week, and I wanted to speak about it today. I am a student of neuroscience. I'm in my undergraduate master's year. I have a special interest for um, neurodegenerative diseases. So these are, for example, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, frontotemporal dementia. These are diseases that cause neuronal loss in the brain. 
So there's lots of neurons, you know, many, many neurons die. And obviously everyone's heard of Alzheimer's, of Parkinson's. Uh, my granddad died of, of Alzheimer's. So it's always been um, an interest of mine and one of the reasons why I wanted to study neuroscience was to go into Alzheimer's research and try and figure out, you know, why exactly it happens, how we might be able to tackle it. And it's still my main interest and it's what I want to go into in terms of research. And it's actually, I'm doing research on it um, currently, which is really exciting. Um, but one thing that has happened this week, and you might have seen it around, because it was, it was talked about a lot, was... So there's a drug. When I mean drug, I mean it's in the pharmacological sense of, um, you know, a, a, a substance that was created to tackle some kind of, of issue or disease in, in, in the human body, in that sense. And there was a drug that was created a few years ago, and this drug is called lacanumab, and it is a a humanized monoclonal antibody. So what this means is when we have antibodies, they have two parts. They have We have the part that attaches itself to the thing that it's set to detect. So for example, um, you know, let, let's imagine that we have an antibody that's made to detect the flu um, or the, the coronavirus, for example. Uh, that specific part um, which I was talking about, is going to attach itself to the coronavirus. Um, and so that part, the, the, the word monoclonal comes from the fact that um, that part that attaches itself to whatever it is designed to do, um, to detect, that part comes from rodents, so from mice or rats. And so it's, it's modified from them um, to be able to detect the su substance that we want to detect. And, and then the other half is human, and so it can interact with our immune system to then cause an immune response and get rid of that harmful substance. In the specific example of, of lecanemab, the, the substance that it detects is called amyloid beta. Now, amyloid beta is a protein, so it's a very small molecule that is produced by cells um, you know, very commonly. It's very commonly to produce amyloid beta. And there are certain forms of amyloid beta which are more deadly than others. And when many of those forms of amyloid beta are produced, they start accumulating with each other and forming bigger and bigger um, agglomerates, bigger and bigger plaques, as they're called. Um, and it is thought that those plaques and those toxic forms of amyloid beta then cause the neuronal loss and everything we see in the brain. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the memory problems and all the things we see in Alzheimer's. It's thought that amyloid beta might be in the origin of all, this pro all these problems. Um, and so, because it is thought that amyloid beta is the cause of all this, the researchers in, or, or the, the, the chemists 
or uh, however the scientists designed uh, this antibody, the monoclonal antibody, which I said, so that it detects um, a specific those amyloid beta toxic forms uh, at a very specific stage because they go through several stages. So there is there is the point at which they're only you know separate amyloid beta. Um, and there's the point at which they come together, but it's not too many of them. There's the point at which, you know, there's a lot of them and there are plaques. So there are different stages. Um, and Lacanamab was designed to tackle one stage that is not quite the first one, but it's at, at, at a very early stage. Um, and it's been in development for many years. And roughly two months ago, I think, um, or, or, you know, not too long ago, it was announced by a press release that the phase 3 clinical trial results have come in. So phase 3 is the last one, I'm pretty sure, before a drug can be um, given to the, to the white, to, to the general public. Um, and so they announced, you know, a few months ago that the phase 3 clinical trials of lecanemab had finished and that there was um, an effect uh, and the effect specifically was that lecanemab stopped cognitive decline um, and so it stopped people getting worse in terms of their memory um, you know their, their, their thinking their brain working um, it stops them getting bad as quickly um, and this was really exciting, but it was only a press release. And so some, you know, in the in the sort of neuroscience community, there was enthusiasm, there was excitement, um, but it was, it was limited because it was just a press release. And recently, I think on Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, there was a conference in the US, um, which was it's it's a conference that happens I think every year, and at which you know new results for drugs targeting Alzheimer's disease are revealed, and so the the, the people who were leading this this phase three clinical clinical trial came on and were speaking about the results, and at the same time we saw the official release of the paper, um, peer reviewed and all that. Um, and it, it, it effectively shows that lecanemab does slow progression of, of uh, clinical decline. And so what this means is that, you know, they, they looked at 18 months after starting um, injecting lecanemab into the patients. And what they saw is that after those 18 months, the people who had who were injected with lecanemab were better cognitive-wise than those who were injected with placebo. And so what seems to be happening is that lecanemab is clearing away, it's getting rid of these toxic forms of amyloid beta and that is having an effect of improving the condition of Alzheimer's disease patients. And I'll just pause here to say that this is a much better act of this piece, I think.
Because because the melody before it was simple, it was just going up and down, but not here. There, it's more extensive. It goes up quite a bit and then goes down quite a bit, and and that forms a a type of of, of melody, a type of cadence, which I prefer to when it's quickly going up and down. You know, not not quickly enough to be exciting, um, not slow enough to be. To be a, 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 a beautiful melody, in my in my opinion, um, as it currently is. But this is a more beautiful part, I think, um, which I quite like. Um, but yes, and so it's it's really exciting because there's been many attempts by pharma pharmaceutical companies to design these antibodies that could target amyloid beta. Um, and, you know, they targeted amyloid beta at different stages and they had different measures of success. Um, most of them were completely unsuccessful and didn't manage to actually have an effect on, on you know, cl clinical symptoms and some of them actually worsened them, um, which is not ideal, as I think anyone will recognize um, and so it's really exciting that for the first time we've seen promising results um, so yeah it's a, it's a very exciting time but there are caveats the effects the differences that were seen in the cognition of the patients after these 18 months these differences are marginal so doctors have been questioning whether that difference that was seen in cognition is going to have a real life effect or you know because because you know the fact that something is measurable doesn't mean that it'll have an effect on on actual people for example you can have something showing that if you drink tap water as opposed to bottled water there is a 0.0004% chance or you're 0.0004% more likely to die now we can you, if you have enough people you can possibly prove that but that difference of 0.0004% is not going to have a real time, a real life effect. It's not enough to be taken as a threat or, or having a significant effect on society or or um, in human life in general. Um, and so it's the same thing. So if if the cognitive improvement is very slight, very marginal, then you know all all the the excitement with with this development sort of goes away because it might not have as big of an impact in in humans and in in the reality of alzheimer's disease patients as initially thought so that's the first thing the second thing is that the finally the second thing is that what's the second thing Oh yes, 
The second thing is that this was tested in early Alzheimer's disease and currently there aren't that many patients whose Alzheimer's is detected at an early stage. Most of them tend to be detected, you know, fairly late. And so we'd have to change a lot about society and healthcare and all that to be able to detect Alzheimer's at the stage at which people could be treated by lecanemab. Um, so that's another thing as well. Um, and then the, the, the final thing is that this doesn't solve the problem because all these antibodies have been tried and they, they most of them failed um, despite all the expectations that they should work. So why why did this one work and the others didn't? What what's the difference? You know, it's targeting amyloid beta at a very specific stage of the development of, of pathology from amyloid beta. But yeah, w why was this one successful? Why weren't the other ones successful? Um, it it doesn't explain that at all and so it's it's not the, the end of Alzheimer's it's a very positive step a very promising step <clears throat> but yeah it's it's not definitive it's not the end of, of anything um, and it doesn't explain Alzheimer's you know it gives us a bit more hope for you know understanding what actually is happening in Alzheimer's because there are several theories for what causes Alzheimer's one of them being the amyloid beta hypothesis um, which seems to be you know proven or, or given very strong evidence by the outcome of this clinical trial with lecanemab um, but, but but yeah, it doesn't completely prove that amyloid beta hypothesis is the only one. You know, it seems to prove that it is happening and that amyloid beta is causing Alzheimer's, but not. But doesn't. It's probably not the only one. There's probably more factors that are having an effect. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's it's. It's just the very, very early steps of, 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 of this, and we can't really be sure of anything, really. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Um, yes, what was I saying? What was I saying? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a very promising thing, it's very exciting. As a neuroscience student, you know, it's a wonderful time to, to, to study neuroscience and to be interested in neurodegeneration. Um, <clears throat> but there's a long way to go. And it's exciting and scary at the same time. Um, but the, the last thing really is that some of the studies, some of the drugs that were previously tested, they managed to improve the symptoms of, of patients for a while, but then the symptoms worsened more quickly later on. So they had the same life expectancy, but lived for longer. 
in a more um, healthy um, uh, situation clinically. Um, and so, yeah, it, it still remains to see whether, um, you know, Lacanamab actually makes patients, Alzheimer's disease patients, live for longer or not. Um, which would be very, very interesting. And then there are several aspects in, in, in the study uh, that could be slightly better. Um, I'm not going to go into them because there they are the very nerdy details of this. Um, but overall, it's a very exciting development. It's a very exciting time to, to, to follow this. And yeah, I just hope I've, I've given you listeners a, a good description, a good... Um, overall summary of lacanamab and all the developments that we've seen and what's good what's what's not as good and all that um we all all through that we're listening to Elfrida andre and um her piece piano quartet in a minor um which is you know the first movement was disappointing but the second and third movement were much more exciting um so yeah this was a good one this was a good one um you know i i prefer that to the opposite like the hunger games where the first book is the best and the last one's the worst um she sort of went the other way which which is good you you like to end on a on a positive note um yeah that's everything from me today as i said i'm going to be away next week so i might do my show on thursday possibly that might be what ends up happening um uh, but yeah and until then i hope you have a great week if this week's episode doesn't happen uh then i'll only have wait actually because i'm going away on saturday in a couple weeks so I might have to do that episode as well on Thursday because on Friday I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have something. So yes, you can expect me on Thursday at I'm gonna say half eight p.m. Um, for the next couple of weeks, and we are going to have Christmas uh, specials. Um, so something to look forward to. That's all from me. I will be back next Thursday, as I said, possibly, or the other. Uh, but I'm going to do at least one Christmas special. I can promise that. Um, but yeah, that's been everything for me. I appreciate you being here and uh, dedicating this, um, these 20 plus minutes to hearing my voice. And I hope you have a great week. And get excited for Christmas. It's almost, almost here. Classy gibberish.